Welcome back to the next thrilling episode of What the Face Palm. I'm Anthony. I'm Martin. I'm Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set the tone for this episode. Thr- thrilling is such the tone we strive for. <laughs> it's like our last episode where we debated movie pass and discussed Justin Bieber. We got a call. We got a call. Yeah. That was exciting. I hung up on. <laughs> okay. So I imagine we want to do a Would You Rather. What? Uh, yeah. Um, would you rather never have to sleep again, always feel fully rested, or never need to eat? Never need to eat. Oh. I, I mean, would say probably never need to eat. Okay. Or I don't know. I'm going to go with never have to sleep. Because I feel you can get so much more done. You save so much time never having to sleep. I love sleeping. But, That's like, but you never but need to. But you wouldn't feel the urge to. I mean, but I already know it now. You're not wiping my memory. You have to re- relearn how to like walk and stuff. It's That's like six to eight hours every day that I for the love. rest of your life. That I you can, can get away from everything. Be productive in some You'll way. You'll still be. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to play video games for six to eight more hours. Yeah. I would probably do the same. I, I I would feel like the moral responsible thing would, would be get a second see, job. See, never just do the same. <laughs> the never needing to eat doesn't mean that I'm I'm always full. It just means I don't feel hungry. Is my assumption. Okay. Yeah. So I can still enjoy still enjoy eating. Yeah. While if I never felt the need to sleep, it would be tough to sleep even if I wanted to. That's, that's true. You would just not sleep. Though I think that says something about. The biological impulse where eating is still something you can enjoy outside of the nature of needing to eat. You're not starving, but you can still sit down and enjoy a meal. As opposed to sleep where you're like, well, if I'm wide awake, I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to feel the urge. So my inclined is to say that it'd be better to give up sleep. I want to be able to, to sleep. I, lose- I, I would rather... It would, it would pretty much cost me all TV arguments with my wife. I could also save money on not needing to eat. You couldn't make money if you took the second job since you... I'm not. We've discussed this. I'm not <laughs> taking another job. I would actually probably find a way to not have this job that I currently have. I'd save you money on You have so food. much free time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The eat, yeah, I would not need to eat. Hmm. And See, I'm, going, I'm going to sleep. I... I think that's the best way to go. In your sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then you'd have to die awake no matter oh, what. Yeah, yeah that's, that is rough. Oh, it raises the question of, I guess not needing to sleep doesn't entail that you can't be knocked out for surgery. That's two different things. Yeah, two totally different we'll, we'll things. We'll test. We'll knock you out. <laughs> it's a huge fear of mine. I've never had to go through surgery. But there are people who are like, the pain receptors go down, but your mind's still there for surgery. Yeah, not many. So just... Yeah. Back out of that hole that you're <laughs> Yeah. But if it would happen to someone. If it would, yeah. It would be you. It would be you. I think they say it tends to be emergency surgeries where they, they use like certain drugs that are uh, like safer because you're already in a traumatic situation and that's why it doesn't work as well. If it's like some kind of pre-planned surgery, you're usually fine. I want to see where he's getting his data from. I uh, I know an anesthesiologist. I actually know two different anesthesiologists. One through a gym membership, and one is the boyfriend of a friend. And it's a fascinating job, if not a little terrifying. But do you think he actually listened? No, to I, don't, t- I don't. I no, don't believe no. him. No. 
If I never came up, he just knows them. Correct. <laughs> Through osmosis, he was able to. He shook their hand, I, and I, now he's an anesthesiologist. And he's telling them about the job. <laughs> you know what I think it is, guys. <laughs> he's not denying it. No, he's not. not. I'm, I'm specifically trying to remember the conversation where I heard this fact. <laughs> Because it is entire, turns out you were not. It's out entirely during it. possible yeah, that I've never had this conversation with them whatsoever, and it was just like I heard or imagined this. That's fact. exactly what the fuck happened. I would I would bet all of my money. And then, on it. And then I'm like, the oh, this must have come to me because I know that anesthesiologist, so it made sense. He must have told me. And I don't think I've ever actually. <laughs> He's starting to become self aware. I know. We're having a slight impact on this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I wouldn't immediately repeat this fact as soon as getting it. You know, like the second this I have the opportunity to bring it up, I'm just gonna do it again because I'm still like 99 sure I'm completely right. He's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Well, you know, if it is just like I, I read it in like an article, something like, "Oh, terrifying things that could happen to you from crack or Buzzfeed or whatever," and it's still right. It's just my mind saying. I'm going to give you a more reliable source for the sake of... This is why I don't trust you. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, anything that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Don't it's trust. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you well, literally have no idea where it came from. I have from. no idea where I heard that from, but I feel like it's really right. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it. He just <laughs> wants it so bad. I know they use different drugs for trauma shit. Because that was an actual conversation. I saw him last weekend, and he mentioned having uh, having the uh, administer a bunch of ketamine at work. And I only I've only ever known or heard of ketamine as the street drug that it is. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing giving out ketamine at work? And it's like, no, you give it to trauma people because it's much lighter on the respiratory system, so it's easier. And so I know for a fact that they do different shit for trauma, but. I wish I could believe you. I'm okay with not. Yeah. This uh, this is a conversation I remember 100%. The whole waking up during surgery, it would have been like a year ago. And so I could entirely just... Be nope, didn't happen. Yeah, it just didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to stand by the thing that I heard last weekend, though. That, that one's real. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. How do you? How are you? How do you live in your world? I. <laughs> That's the best answer. <laughs> Actually, no. I think you answered it quite eloquently. Right? At the end of the yeah, day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get up, go to work. Wife loves me. Just do that. Yeah. Well, life's not putting much upon me <laughs> at the moment. So, so yeah, I could, I could be wrong about you know ketamine or or anesthesiology. You know. Just, just keep your craziness to the things that don't actually matter. You'd be surprised if you can get away with it. I don't want to get away with things. I'm very compelling to strangers. Like, five, five minutes of me in your life is, is a treat anymore. It, it starts wearing on you. Any, any new people at work, I'm always like, they'll ask a question, you'll answer, and I'll, nope, this is lesson number one. <laughs> if he's telling you something, check with someone else first. It's pretty okay with, with virtually most work stuff, but yes, anything outside of the work environment. If I got a, if I got a science fact for you, yeah, give one on Wikipedia that. 
I feel people are too hard on Wikipedia. As someone who has had several facts scrubbed off Wikipedia, I can tell you that they actually, they follow through on shit, so. I think it's a perfectly fine source, as long as you keep it light. Oh, I don't have any problem with yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, people are too quick on it. I think really the only thing I use Wikipedia for are birthdays. <laughs> I think that's my main source of, like, oh, I wonder how old they are, so then I look them up, I look at their birthday. Oh, like an actor? Or any A person? Yeah, anyone who's on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. That's probably the main source that I use it for. I don't like just something I would Google. Like the Wikipedia Wikip- feels like one extra stage. Like you- it's usually the first Google page that pulls up for that. Person. Oh, okay. Because like if you type in the age, Google is doing that thing now where it just finds the answer and gives it to you. So I, I just type in the person's name, click the website. See, that's the extra stage. If you just type in the person's name and then the word age, it would Google just tell you. It's a lot more thumb. Ages space one two three. It's all left hand. It still clicks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't care what hand you use. <laughs> We're talking about milliseconds here, guys. You're not. <laughs> like, what are you doing with this extra time? Yeah. Not eating. I don't have yeah. to. <laughs> this this is what I would do if I didn't have to sleep. Just Google a lot more hatred. Anyway. <laughs> all this extra time. <laughs> it's like the episode of The Office where Kevin's speaking in uh, short. I, I go see world. <laughs> Wait, you are you going to see world or are you going to go see the world? Yeah, it's saving see world. saving a lot of small time. I tell you, actually, so thinking about it, like, if I didn't have to do this, the not sleeping would cost me more money, 100%. Because I would feel more compelled to do stuff out of just the pure frustrating boredom of it. Because just kind of thinking about it. Because, like, a lot yeah, of... you could get another job and make more money. Well, I would, I would instantly go back to doing stand-up. Because that's why I quit doing stand-up. Is because I can't couldn't go keep going to these shows that ran to two in the morning on a Tuesday night and have to get up to go to work the next day. So that all like goes straight out the window, and I was getting paid a little bit for that. Is anyone else trying to work less? I'm trying to figure out ways to work less. Well, I wouldn't describe stand up as stand up's frustrating and annoying work, but it it doesn't feel like it in the moment. I mean, having to like the most annoying part about working on the stand-up job was the managing the other comics and it was specifically cutting people off at bars and I didn't really care for that because they were really angry when you did that but a bunch of drunk assholes wait why were you responsible for because I was running the show and that's the only time you got paid is if you were scary once again it's it's not running a trauma board it's it's (laughs) making sure people get up on stage and only go up for five minutes and they get cut off but you would have certain people in the group who you were like, you had to, to name names. Tom, Quentin Wilbur. I'll go ahead and name names. Got <laughs> there quick. Yeah, uh, he was he was a funny enough dude, but he 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 thought he performed better drunk because he he was a big fan of a lot of the comedians who who only put on the air. Most of the drunk comedians are entirely just faking it. It's an act. You can't actually do that drunk. So he would just do shots before a show and then. The majority of the time it was an absolute disaster. So a lot of the time you're running the show and you have to go find any given bartender and tell them that tall freak with the weird hair is cut off. It's like the people can say they, you know, oh, I, I drive way better when I'm drunk. Oh Wait, what? People say that? People say, people you say, people that, say, about, that, shit? People say that about weed. And they're the people who mm-hmm. makes me want to be like, we, we haven't earned legalization because you're dumbass. Especially in college, people would be like, like, no, you can't fucking leave. Like, you can't leave the party. You've been drinking too much. Oh, no, dude. I'm way better driving when I'm drunk. Okay, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. The whole the whole 
thesis of it is I, I'm I drive away. Yeah, I pay more attention. But just fucking slower. pay attention. Yeah, just, just, how about you just don't be drunk then? Don't yeah, fucking drink when you're attention. about to drive. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anyone say that to me. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I've heard that several times. It's always annoying. I get. Maybe I, it's because I was too drunk to. to you were probably way too drunk. Yeah. I I hear I hear or I heard because once again I don't hang out with the stand up people anymore. But that but I drive better. Stone was a common mantra in the stand up community, which is just as can you guys dumb. just fucking smoke pot and not you have to give a reason? No, I like I smoke pot way better. Well, okay. I smoke pot. They certainly they <laughs> certainly weren't like I need to smoke. I have to go on a car ride. It was I'm gonna smoke and fuck you off. When we're gonna take about to go to work. Away. I better fucking get real high before I drive there. I, you know what? That might work for you. Oh, he would go no. even slower. I would. yeah, but he wouldn't be so anxious when he's driving. Yeah, but everyone else would be. I have to assume weed would make me very anxious. I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you wouldn't even be out of the fucking driveway. <laughs> <laughs> He's just steering the wheel. He's not moving. I I have no experience. Everyone knows I'm high. (laughs) I have no experience with weed that isn't just entirely secondhand and and miserable. And I have to assume I can't handle my shit. I can't handle my booze. No, No, you can't. Oh, I can't imagine that that would do any better on any form of drugs whatsoever. That's a very good point. Entirely too boring for drugs. He's self-aware twice this episode. I know. It's pretty crazy. Oh, when it comes to just being an absolute fuddy-duddy about something, I'm perfectly aware of that. Okay, he like, used the term fuddy-duddy. Yeah, yeah, and we're back. <laughs> Damn it, Morgan. <laughs> oh, when I, when I went to, like, uh, Jane and Brittany's birthday party a couple of weekends back, they were giving me crap about being dad, because I was, like, pacing Heather, and I was like, look, I'm not telling her she can't drink, I'm just telling you that the night's gonna come to an end if she throws up, so let me drag this out for another two hours. That drives me up the wall. What drives me up the wall is when people don't know their own limits to drinking. Well, it more so when other people. You know what I mean, I I don't like and and that, there's there's certain times that are acceptable when you're just like, I don't give a fuck about any limits. I'm getting totally fucked up. Sure, you're in charge of me. You know, like your birthday or something. Sure. Most of the time, you should know when your limit is. And like, I've hit it. I'm good. Yeah, and I would never go into that mindset. Like, I would never put money... Like, if I was like, oh, okay, for my birthday, I'm going to go... I'm going to hang out with you three and the, the, the lady folks, the wives. And I'm going to just... The lady folks? And I'm just going to get absolutely drunk. <laughs> what a funny Denny. But I wouldn't be like, I'm going to get absolutely drunk. I'm also going to put $1,000 down for something later in the evening and get absolutely drunk. Because I know... What are you talking about? Oh, this is like what, what Jane and Brittany did. Is they... they put money down ahead for events and stuff where they're getting really drunk and I was just like what events like what are you talking about oh they like bought bottle service and they paid for stuff ahead of it they like rented tables and things and that's oh, fine that was when they, they did that when they were completely sober they did that when they were sober right the problem I would have or, or at least how I would approach it is I would then want to pace my drinking because I wouldn't want to be puking in a car and getting to the blackout stage before I got to the thing that I just spent $500 well on. most people most can't. can handle more yeah. than two shots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> but okay. But even now, just I, I'm referring to other people's behavior. Though I, my dad tells would tell these stories when he was in Germany. He was 18 years old. He was in the barracks of all people who were drafted. So they were fucking people who didn't want to be there. Well, that sounds illegal. <laughs> what being drafted? I mean. No fucking. People. Oh fucking people didn't want to be there. <laughs> well, anyhow, it was a full of people who didn't want to. Well, he was Germany, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
and they would get these concert tickets and granted at the time they talk about oh we went and saw this band but it was always like before they were big and famous because it was you know that before they took off and stuff but they'd have these stories about seeing like i saw like talk about oh i saw eric clapton before quite before eric clapton was eric clapton and stuff and they'd have all these people and they would pay for these concert events and then they would take quaaludes and just get knocked the fuck out on the train to the concert. And then everyone would just leave them on the train <laughs> and go to the concert. But they would still p- blow the fucking tickets. That's just what drives me up the wall. Like, if, if I guess if you want to get knocked out on a German train on Quaaludes, that's your business. But don't spend 500 marks before. It's not your money. Not my money, but it's a personal stance I take. <laughs> I forgot how we originally got to this conversation, but it was something about drinking. Oh, it was something about smoking and driving and... Yeah, people who say oh, I'm a better. Are we just gonna do this whole episode of rewind? Yeah, well, just... <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. fuck the stand that people who think they're they're better smokers or drivers while smoking is a dick. And I still wouldn't eat if I didn't have to. <laughs> That's a thrilling episode. <laughs> so what we did is we just folded the episode in half. We did half of it. We just folded it in half. Wait, speaking of drinking, what what are you? I'm drinking a uh, Forehand City Museum Pilsner, and it's it's not bad. Um, it. What do you think it? Can you? What do you think uh, they have recommended pairings as far as food? Oh, food. Um, I think it's cool that a beer is given recommended. I don't know. I, I want to go with it's something whimsical because it's the city museum. So, I don't know. Fish and chips and pancakes. No. <laughs> I think I saw chicken. There, jerk chicken is the first thing. Okay. okay. So, and then goat cheese. Okay, little hipster. Goat cheese. Yeah. I like goat cheese. What a funny daddy. What a funny daddy. <laughs> I don't like thinking about the fact that it's from goats, but. It's nature cheese for you. When are you shearing? When am I shearing? Alpaca? Uh, it's next month. A couple weeks. Yes. Again, GoPro. We can arrange one. Yeah, we forgot to ask Nick. We need to ask him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we want to strap that thing to your head. We can ask him tomorrow. Yeah, well, here, fingers crossed I get one of the more exciting jobs. Because but... <laughs> if, it's, if, it's, if it's just six hours of watching me... Well, I was about six hours of watching me tie a palka down. That actually might be so entertaining, but... If that's one of the least entertaining... Uh... Well, it's less entertaining than getting in the pen and then rounding them up, so... I just want to see a llama fuck you up. <laughs> 100%. That's the only thing I care about. Yeah. Uh, it would call for me putting myself in the... I, like, the first time the llamas fucked me up was because I had no idea that this llama was going to fuck me up. I'm going to fall for it twice. <laughs> what do you think? I think, I think a, he'll get a drop on me. I think there's <laughs> about a 32%, 32% chance a llama fucks him up. I think it could outsmart you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the llama the llama feels like it's in a life and death situation and I'm, I'm just on a farm. So it's 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 in a more better brain space for like doing something. Llama's also got the advantage of like no one's going to... You know, llama has no sense of like getting in trouble if the llama like broke my neck. But if... If I hurt the llama, you know, I'm not coming back. So, yeah, the, the llama's got a lot of advantages over me. So. <laughs> Martin just put himself lower on the food Mo- chain. Morality, morality gives animals, the, the lack of morality gives animal edges, you know. 
I'd, I'd feel bad punching the dog, but I don't imagine a dog wouldn't give two shits. So. Well, if a dog was like trying to attack you and kill you, right? But it would have the jump. I would never. I would never start the fight with the dog. The dog's always got the first. I would feel bad, assuming the worst of this dog and fighting it. <laughs> Growling, showing its teeth. I would. I, it still doesn't feel appropriate to punch the dog at that point. Like morally, the, you feel like the ground. You're the right thing to do is to get away from said dog or don't stop. Tell me what morally is right move for me. I don't think that's the case. Don't growl at me. Yeah, any fucking dog growling at me just. How many dogs Anthony's laid out this week? <laughs> it's probably because of the weather, but <laughs> I don't think I've ever punched a dog. I don't know if that's yeah, a... me neither. It's never come up. Yeah, I've never, never, I've never needed to. Never needed yet. A dog, I, I live with that. <laughs> I've also yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, I... I'll never need to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a tough PR. Like. Even if you're in the right when punching a dog? Yeah, yeah. And the, no one's, you know, the dog doesn't have any sense of that, so they, they always got that edge on you. No, I don't know. I think some dogs do have a sense of... Well, I mean, certainly I some like dogs have a sense of, like, you know, he's significantly larger than me, and this isn't going to go the way I want it to go, but, but there's still no, like, the dog doesn't feel ashamed for biting you. Obviously, dogs will deal with consequences of it, but they're not made aware of said consequences, so that's the problem. Will be made aware when I punch him in the face. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think it's yeah when I rub his nose in my fist. <laughs> but uh, on the uh, stand up and no sleep and stuff, I'm doing a recapturing of my youth, and I'm going to the ice cream porno thing tonight for the first time in years. And I don't quite feel as excited for that. It's, it feels like it really late at night, and I googled the movie, and I'm like, this looks really gross. <laughs> What was it, Edward? Edward Penis Hands. Edward Penis Hands. So, because this is actually a podcast, listen to someone who, who works at my job, I guess it's worth explaining what it is. But it's um, it's a punk rock bar downtown called The Crack Box. And Man, that place. About once every two, three months or so, they'll have an event where they'll play some what's supposed to be some form of funny or historically important pornography, and they give out free ice cream. And you go there, and you're supposed to shout shit at the screen. What is it? Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, make fun of it. Make fun of it, yeah. And I used to do that a whole bunch in my earlier 20s, and then not so much once I like got a job and have to get up in the morning and whatnot. It's only 9 at night, which isn't the worst of being up late. It is weird on a Thursday. But it's going to be a slow tomorrow, so I don't care so much. Yeah, I, it's not something I'd be that interested in. No. I agree. It's entirely just of the novelty of it. Yeah. I could avoid that, though. It'd be okay. It, is, it doesn't take a lot. I, to... And I feel like the crowd probably wouldn't be a crowd I'd want to... I feel like you're going to have people trying too hard. To... Yeah. 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 Now, I, it, it used to be something I attended with the stand-up people, and they there was actually a few people in the stand-up group who have their careers is built around mystery science. This place called The Heavy Anchor does that once a month, but it's only like the three comedians they what pick. What do you mean by career? Yeah, that's what okay, I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> career is too strong of a word, but <laughs> it's what their whole bit is. This is the uh, this is the art that they perform in the okay. stand up world and stuff. And it was fun to do it with them. I yeah, this would be the, the smallest grouping of people I've ever gone with, and that is just me and the wife. So we'll see how that turns out. But 
don't know. It was it, there were better things that I used to do at a younger age. Like we used to, I used to go to um, this place called Twenty Seven Twenty Cherokee Street that every month had this big free art, unique art thing, and they do stuff like um, fire dancing and hula hoops, and they would do um, weird artistic displays, and then they just they were doing that for free, and no one was making any money, and they just stopped doing that. And that could that could be interesting. That was interesting. That was really cool, but you know, yeah, someone's got to pay for it. No one was, so that was the end of that. Watch two girls get suspended by from hooks at the crack box one time and do yeah dance routines. That was interesting. I and a, I don't ever want to be. A part wait, of did that they either. have like the things in their skin and then they hook it, themselves up? They hooked yeah. right into their skin oh. and then you could. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I like they would that. take the hooks out and they would like run to the back and because there's blood. Uh, why? Yeah, you know it was a buddy's birthday and he wanted to go. And plus, I mean that's um, so I went, unsanitary. I went to one of those performances. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Fucking blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to one of those performances, but it was for Halloween, so it was at least making a little bit of sense with that. Yeah, no, it no, was it wasn't. weird. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, no, I'm out. Yeah, I I'm I have no desire to see that. I'm good. I'd go to that. Why? I, you know... I have no I'm okay idea. when people just... put hooks in their bags, but not a dog. <laughs> that's what Mark's thinking right <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, oh, yeah, the, the shit I'd, I'd watch a human being go through versus, like, the tiny amount of things that puts me over the edge about, like, a dog getting hurt is amazing. Like, the wealth of compassion I have for a dog versus another human being is, is a terrifying breakdown. Well, that's because for the most part, most dogs are pretty awesome. That's well, true. most people suck. That's true. I, th- I think there's some degree of, like, I'm, I'm always a really big sucker for the whole, like, the animal doesn't get it, and that always, like, really upsets me. And so those, like, the Harry and Henderson scenes of, like, they're having to yell at the Sasquatch monster to go away, and we don't love you anymore, and the, the monster's not, like, getting the whole, oh, they're just doing it for That always fucking, like, tears me up. I don't know what it is about that. You cry too much. I do cry way too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in tab with my emotions. I should probably put some of them away. <laughs> just need to control them. That's what you need to do. Yeah, you know, and I'm a very, like, rigid and, and physically tightly wound person. Reclusive guy. Yeah, you don't want people yeah, to touch I, you. Yeah, I can't you don't touch myself. I don't, I don't generally dance. Oh, when we went out bar hopping, do you remember when Kim went to go give him a high five? And he was like shied away, like she he, she was about to beat his ass. Yeah, I was like, it's Kim. Yeah, so like internally, I'm just like a fucking faucet, just dumbing it all out. But like on the outside, I'm fucking stoic and rigid. <laughs> stoic. I just said a, a little girl went to give you a high five, and you got scared. Well, I just not comfortable. Talking. You should have seen what was going on on the inside. Yeah, I suppose you position. I suppose you're gonna start crying. Oh, no. No, 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 not no. again, Don't Mom. be my ass. No, no, it would have been a lot of, oh, someone wants to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loved. <laughs> Join the Love world. me. <laughs> uh, what if you find out dogs, like, do know? Like, how disappointed will you be if you're like, I, I guess wait, I, you guys knew this whole time? I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't be any... Any like if like if there was some movie where like um, 
I don't know, the dogs in World War One for some reason. Which they fucking make those. They, they did that to hor- that horse. This is where he about? goes. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, I, I was most I was thinking of that War Horse movie where they they follow a horse that got pulled in the World War One, and I'm like, I can't fucking watch that movie. Got pulled in the World War <laughs> like, It is. How else would you Oh, my it? stable got fucked up. I guess I gotta go to war because <laughs> Germany you now. Know, I, well, I would. <laughs> I could just. I'd be he slings the bullets right. <laughs> No, I would be fine with that. It was just goddamn Nazis. Yeah. Okay, that's two, not one. But no, if, I forgot what war we were talking. If that about was the movie, if that was the movie, I would have felt I would have been much. I would have I would have felt far less for the horse. I'd have been like, yeah, he, he he signed up for this. But but when it was just like oh, that's a horse, and then he just happens to be living in a period in which they need horses to go to War One, and now this poor horse has to deal with War One. That like drives me. That that makes me really sad. But if the horse is like. I have really strong opinions about Germany and its position in the world, and I and I think it's overstepped its boundaries, and it's time to murder a few. I feel less for the horse. But I, I remember there being some movie about like some German shepherd that they had in the trenches during World War One, and just shit like that bothers me. But if the, if the if, once again, if the shepherd was like, yeah, I mean, they, they the still crowds. have dogs that go to war. Yeah, that bothers me. Way more than like a human being. So like the dead dog from a war thing is way more upsetting than like a dead person which is I acknowledge is a weird stance to take so let, I just want to paint a picture no I'm not going to go down this road <laughs> that's way too it, well, it's it's more noble because I assume the person who signed up for war accepted that they were putting their I'm just saying you, you see the you know the dead soldier's family and stuff it's still like, emotional you're like oh, you can there's no way you can get out of this just, it, that should be way more emotional than a, the dead dog. It absolutely should be. It doesn't necessarily always register. You're a way. terrible person. <laughs> yeah. You're a terrible person. It's once again, it's not like, oh, fuck those people. It's just for like, I'm, I, I'd be more willing to cry over the dog. Now, young children who are put in like situations and they don't, that, that gets to me just on an equal level. It's, it's when <laughs> you sign up, when you sign up for it, it doesn't, it doesn't get to me as much. When, when you sign up for it. Yeah, like... like when you sign up to When die. you're asking for it is what you're saying. Blaming the victim. Not you son of a bitch. No, when you have made this choice, chosen sacrifice... What if you haven't... It just comes off more who, noble and, and... What if you haven't chosen? What if you didn't choose it? That that bothers me. J- slavery bothers me. That's the stance I'm I was just in. thinking I just a random person shot on the street, but... Yeah, just yeah, to go to slavery, street but... getting killed. Oh, yeah, the, the general idea of someone just like... Getting snuffed out without even realizing that, I find that to be very upsetting. Snuffed out. Because I'm kind of fucking mobster? <laughs> That's a way to describe someone getting... Snuffed out to me implies you're walking down the street and then you're shot in the back of the head and you're dead before you even realized it. That's how I... That's snuffed out. That's what that means to me. It's, it's so that bad. happens... That bo- that would bother you as much as the dog. A dog accidentally gets run over. You're way more sad about the dog. No, I would find them on equal levels. Jesus. But if a cop, so at least we're on equal levels now. We've, yeah, that's we've worked up to equal levels. It's just, it's way more likely that the dog doesn't understand what traffic is. And that's why it's more likely. A do- Here we go. A dog is attacking a child and is about to, ki- and then kills the child and someone shoots the dog who, at the last second. How sad are you for each and, person? Yeah, who, do you, who are you more sad about? <laughs> we're going to maul this one over. Oh, <laughs> bad choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Is the kid wait? Okay, 
The kid was minding his own business. The dog was run over to attack him. The kid him. did not sign up for this. Someone, yeah, someone goes to shoot the dog to stop him from killing the kid. But the dog kills the kid, okay, right? And then question. the bullet hits. Okay. And so they're both dead. The, Who are you more sad about? Um, the fact that I have to think about it is already condemning. Yeah, you're already south. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think the kid, I guess... There's something about the dog heavy. The dog decided to like try and murder something, and, and that's part of like just nature. If I guess if it was like, I don't know, there was a car crash and the family dog and the baby went. I, that would be that would be harder to decide. But the fact that the dog took an active because I, I I feel with nature you have an understanding of like oh if I'm gonna kill something there's always the risk of it killing back. So the dog's at least a little bit signed up for that, but just like. I don't know, they, they leave a car on the railroad tracks and the baby and the dog dies. I'd be really torn to make a decision on which is sadder. So, so it is the kid. It is the kid in that instance. I, I found the situation, the very specific situation I for like you I'm to be playing, more sad about a human dying I than a goddamn like I'm dog. I playing by very well-structured logical rules here. As long as it's, it's the... What if, it, what if it's an adult? If I switch out the kid with an adult and they both die. I wouldn't feel overly sad for either. Honestly, they I, it's part of the whole like oh the adult had a life, and, you know, knew what was going on. Like the the idea it's it's a fear of powerlessness. It's a definitively let's get to the psychology. It's the fear of, the idea of something happening to be a person or an animal that is so beyond their situation that it's just tragic, terrifies and upsets the crap out of me. Where, like I said, if you're an adult and you go through the army and you get trained and you accept the responsibility that you might just get shot. We're talking about a dog mauling just a random person here, not some person signing up for... Hold on, hold on. Right, I, think right. we've, we think we've really cracked some uh, inner... Yeah, yeah. This no, is, no, no, Martin, yeah. keep going. I've watched he's a lot start, of Dr. Phil. He's going to start crying. I know it. I'm going to send him to a, a ranch <laughs> on my dime. It's fine. I, um, Would you like that, Martin? Would you like to go to the I'm ranch? Absolutely blanking on the no! Let's send me to the ranch. I'm absolutely blanking on the name of the co-worker who listens to this, but he's getting like a really in-depth psychological <laughs> profile of like, what, what taps into the deep fears. Carl is never going to talk to you. Carl, yeah. Carl's going to be like, oh, I'm coming into the office. Martin's not there, is he? Is he working from home today? God, I, I brought a dog. I don't know. Was that what I was supposed to do? Uh, well, yeah, I... I yeah, I guess the person thing would bother me. But I don't know if it's a grown adult; they had a life. Uh, Softens says a bit. They're twenty-one. Twenty-one. That's a life. Uh, I, I guess it's just it's starting. Not my life. Does it? <laughs> what, what about? Does it impact you if you know the person compared to if you? Don't? Oh yeah, absolutely. He says that like it's a no-brainer, as if everything I, else has been. I have to win. Here, I have to come one. off somewhat like a human being here. Here's <laughs> another one. Someone is shooting at a dog. A person jumps in the way of the bullet to try to stop it, but they end, both end up getting killed still. Uh, I would feel sadder for the human being just because of, like, the overall... I, I have the dog tragedy on top of, like, the human being trying to stop it. So it's still a lot of the dog is playing into the equations of my sadness. But still the human more in this instance? I think the human more, yeah. I would certainly attempt to administer first aid to the human first. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, he was at one point wanting to become a nurse or... Yeah, nurse. Yeah. Thank God you didn't. 
That could have well, gone very poorly. Wow. Okay. We, person we are, comes in. Martin's like, was there a dog involved? <laughs> we are about to get way, like, way overly personal into my life on it. But it's part of the reason that I'm not doing nursing anymore is that the general emotional toil of several dealings with children was just like, oh, I'm going to be burned out of this job. I have to go do something way less. And that's why I got into technology because I don't feel shit for computers. This episode got really morbid. They got really boring and really heavy. <laughs> no, yeah, really morbid. We yeah. have a lot of people and animals dying. So we got here from the whole, I'm going to go watch porno in a theater with a bunch of strangers. I think this was the obvious <laughs> transition. This looks like a mugshot. And where we're going. Um, yeah. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> what are you doing? Abby's doing our taxes. and She uh, looks so angry. I, I was angry. The guy in front of me... Uh, missed the sign do not enter and they gave him his license it pissed me off that's an important one. Oh, i i truly believe that they should have instant guns at the dmv <laughs> no that they should have instant fail nope, questions. just in schools they should have instant fail questions on the driver's test because i i you wouldn't have a driver's license oh well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay. I it took me four rounds to pass the written test the first Jesus. time. It was a stupid, stubborn teenager thing where I refused to learn any of the questions that I didn't feel like could have applied to me. I feel like that's just some Martin thing. Uh, okay. Because I feel like it would have been like I already know all these things. I talked to a driver. No, I I, I had a really stupid. It, it's We're one in those, a car once. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's so obviously like a teenage brain thing because I could very clearly remember thinking this, but I can't follow the path to reach this conclusion anymore there's nothing but looking back at anything and that was the dumbest fucking thing ever but i re- specifically refused to learn questions about the point system baby uh securing babies and car things and stuff about like properly transporting things in trucks because they're like how, how far does the thing have to be sticking off to get it red and i can remember as a teenager me like i don't have a truck i'm gonna have a baby i don't plan to get any points so i'm not gonna learn this i'm gonna read the other stuff and i just kept the test over and over again and i and i get and it was stupid i can't i literally we're both laughing about the drool coming out <laughs> yeah i love that so <laughs> intense in the story he just spit drool anyhow it, four, it just it was coming down yeah four 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 rounds of having to do the test but i did i nailed all the actual like driving questions and i thought it was so but then i had a friend who passed they got 19 out of the 20 questions right but the one they got wrong, and they were dead serious about their answer, is you're driving on the highway, you miss your exit, what do you do? And obviously the right answer is you wait till the next one and come back around. They picked, put it in reverse, back up, and pull into the exit. They shouldn't have passed that test. That isn't definitively, you don't get a driver's license. Yeah, that should carry more weight than... It should, carry, it should definitely be a weighted test. The, the flag on the back of a... Yeah. It's not to say that those questions shouldn't be in there, whatever the fuck. There should be some instant lose. There should be some you don't get a license questions. <laughs> this has been a big episode for Martin. It is. We've learned a lot about you. This, this I is... think he's learned a lot about himself. I did. I Thinking about the what taps into that emotional stuff about dogs, that brings a lot of clarity. What did he just <laughs> say? Ay, 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 dogs! Thinking about the emotional sadness I feel about dogs and where that is coming from has brought me a lot of clarity. That's good to hear. Yeah. Norman Bates went through a similar thing in the last two, <laughs> two to three episodes of the series. 
About dogs? Specifically? Uh, no, they just kill. learning about himself. Oh, okay. The killing dogs is the first sign of serial killers, and I'm like on the other side of that. I don't like that. But use... you look like all the serial killers. It's a haircut thing. Oh, speaking <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about time to get this cut with the alpaca shear and coming up. Oh, yeah. Make the longest I don't understand this arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. When you have to go get the haircut. I don't Because you could have done it any time. I could have. But I don't care for haircuts, and I'm fine with the length it's at. But I know if I'm having to like get up and down and work, it's going to be annoying. So I'm just going to get rid of it. Could put in a man bun or a ponytail. No, I, I, I have to have I have to draw some dignity lines in the sand. You sent us a picture. You sent a picture of a man of bun. that, and it was a very aggravating experience. I did it once, and I'm never going back again. Okay. And it goes back at some point. Yeah, you cut the, well. It won't be for this alpaca one. I'm going to cut it all off. All of it? No, you won't. It's still going to be long after you get a cut. No, I go really short and ugly. You do not. You don't go short. It, <laughs> it, I get it off the ears. I get it out of the fucking face. I don't think so. I don't either. The, I most, mean, the most recent series of haircuts why, I have. Why don't you just go short and not ugly? I, it's a head shape oh, thing. Yeah. It's a head shape. I don't put in the work for a good looking haircut and the hair, my head looks weird with it short. So there's no choice but ugly. Except do the work, and I'm not going to do that. You could just go to an actual that's what I've done hairstyling the last, That's place. what I've done the last two times, which is why I haven't gotten it short. Because the last two haircuts, one was for your wedding, and then the one was for mine. So I actually got a nice looking haircut. But this is entirely just cutting it off for the alpacas, and they'll grow back. So whatever. I'm already married. Who do I have to impress? Yeah, no one. No? Yeah, I'm going to go short and ugly all I want. We'd have to ask Heather, but I just don't think you ever impressed her either. It's more of a personality thing. <laughs> sure. Call it what you want. Any other big emotional breakthroughs we want to make before we close out this episode? Nah, I think that's good for one. Got to save one for future episodes. All right. We'll see what the next thing I get weepy about now that I have to solve the dog thing. It's going to be porn and ice cream. I know it. <laughs> Well, I guess tune in for the next therapy session from Martin Kulash. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.